Welcome to the Midwest Nice Podcast, the show with honest political discourse dipped in ranch. This is your host, John Flynn, and today I'm joined by Lauren Kaufman, Amy Lipka, and Mario Brown Fallon. Keep your accent strong and the Buddy's Pizza close by, because you're going to need it. Let's get the show started. quite the hiatus hey uh, we're back doing it live um <laughs> yeah the last time we were on was uh the day of the primary in michigan and we've been skipping playing hooky ever since and we gave a lot of false hope to our users but not users our listeners. users <laughs> abusers <laughs> I, I users too much time making I, websites if i remember correctly all of our predictions were correct i don't mm-hmm. remember anything that i say generally mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. we've said on this yeah, well, we predicted that we were going to do a special episode uh, in. Oh, I guess we definitely. The and the lie detector test determines that, that yeah, was a lie. Our, our <laughs> listeners are used to disappointment. John, and, did you uh, not they will upload that episode that we totally recorded? Oh, right. I must yeah. have lost mm-hmm. it like that other one. Mm-hmm. 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 Delete button. It's just, you know, <laughs> just like the other buttons. Yeah. They look the same. But yeah, uh, we, uh, okay. we've been off, off there for a little bit. It's gotten busy here. I feel like uh, I've aged 30 years. Same. Episode. Mm-hmm. You were just on vacation for yeah, a while. Yeah, Amy, you were literally on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. So, it's true. You deserve Brutal. it. Brutal. Um, but yeah, good to be back. Good to be back in the saddle here. Um, but, you know, nothing's gone on in politics. Absolutely nothing in the past three weeks. So. No, nope, nothing's happened. John uh, just opens every show with nothing's happened. Because things kidding. just happen so much now. <laughs> it's in my nature. Um, the Michigan primary happened, everyone, in mm-hmm. case you couldn't tell that we were joking. Yeah. Any other topics of discussion before we get into it besides Lauren's coat? I'm wearing a trench coat from Banana Republic. It has a peplum. It is 90 degrees outside it is. where we it's are right now. It's cold in the office. It's cold in the office. It's I'm nice. always cold. Um, well, this is part of the conspiracy about how they, they make women's clothing thinner so that you have to buy more of them and use layers well and traditionally there's a lot of research about women being colder in general and offices mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. thermostats generally controlled by men our office is usually a pretty comfortable temperature pockets i like sweaters Ugh. lack thereof mm. i'm and wearing the coat for the pockets yeah, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Mm, we can't carry anything otherwise. Were, were you the ladies. kid in high school that wore the the trench coat no. to school every day? Because no. uh, trench coat I didn't kid like that. And briefcase kid yeah. are the same. <laughs> <laughs> usually they're the same. Ton- sometimes they're separate if you're lucky. Yeah, but well, usually but they're then the you same. just have two. <laughs> Isn't that amazing that even without pockets, women keep carrying these elections? Wow! Oh, Nailed it, John. Nailed it. Nice Nailed it. Can we get shirts? <laughs> I love that. Our third piece of merch. You I don't can't know, keep I promising merch that we won't we make. We're not going to make any merch. <laughs> we should get a t-shirt press. We might make merch. Amy, don't say that. That's yeah, true. Be great. I kind of want some. You're going to. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So the last time we were on the air uh, was the day of the primary. And now it is uh, past the day of the primary by three weeks. So we can finally 
talk about uh, the outcomes of that. No one knows the outcomes. Yeah. They've been sitting at their computers (laughs) waiting for us to tell them what happened. I think they actually just finished, like, certifying the results today. So We're just being very cautious. Oh, good timing. That's what we're doing. David Music posted a video today saying that the results were finally certified. So we, uh, yeah. Hmm. That's why we waited. wonder why you did that. Why David Knizek would post about that. He posted a very nice video about how appreciative he was and how we need to go knock doors. Yeah, I was being coy. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the big, uh, the, uh, the big outcomes, uh, obviously we've been talking about the governor's race for a long time. There was uh, a lot of competition on, uh, in both parties for it. Uh, it ended up being that for the Democrats, Gretchen Whitmer is now our official uh, endorsed candidate of the Democratic Party for governor. Uh, and on the Republican side, it's going to be Bill Schuette. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that is, is the one. Bill Schuette noise. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It kind of is. That's what I'm going to hear in my head every time I see him now. <laughs> yeah. So a uh, very heated race uh, for governor, especially right up at the end. Um, I was actually surprised. At how I didn't realize that Bill Schuette was going to like pull so far ahead. Oh, it was like, insane. Yeah, that was like, it was a landslide. They called that race very, very, I was I was yeah. very surprised. Yeah, Democrats yeah. was like, it was like an hour later for Gretchen, right? Yeah. She had what, like 90%? Yeah. Something crazy like that? I don't no. think it was that high, it was but not. it was Maybe pretty... I just, I looked at it too early or something. Yeah. Um, it was 110% <laughs> that you yeah, won by. 110% of the vote. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gre- I mean, and Gretchen Whitmer won by a ton. I think, sp- mm-hmm. I mean, not surprising everybody, but I think to uh, supporters of the other two candidates, yeah. I think they were very surprised. I was surprised mm-hmm. she won every county. Yeah, me I too. definitely wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Because um, yeah. in the day we talked about it in the days uh, and weeks leading up to the end of it, uh, Abdul El Sayed had a huge bump from some very uh, nice articles that were written about him, and he had Bernie Br- came, Bernie and Sanders, and Alexandria uh, Ocasio Cortez. Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> We're out uh, stumping for for him, um, but it uh, it went uh, went to Whitmer. And, and I mean, I think for a first time candidate, he obviously did a really amazing job. And mm-hmm. in the last few yeah. weeks, he has been a great team player. Mm-hmm. Um, he introduced, which we'll get to in a minute, um, Dana Nessel at the convention this weekend, and people were he was you know shaking people's hands and signing petitions, and people were very excited to see him. And he brought a lot of energy to the convention, mm-hmm. so I'm very um, glad to see that he's sticking around and you know hope that he looks at other opportunities in the future so. yeah he's young he's fierce he's on the move <laughs> he is <laughs> be, yeah. i don't know what should he run for next maybe state know. rep i don't know i'm excited to see what he does i though. feel like after running a statewide campaign state rep is like yeah almost too little but i don't know it True. just depends like on what he wants congress to or something maybe yeah he is i probably have the support to do decent but yeah, he and Gretchen, I think, are they're doing a <laughs> they're doing a town hall together. I think tonight. Yep. So that's cool. So. Nice to see. Yeah, there was a third candidate too that no one's ever going to talk about again. But um, <laughs> I don't know if everyone so Shri Banadar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if everyone saw he won the city of Detroit. Um, and that was pretty much the only district. And they have a really great photo of him in one of those Detroit versus everybody shirts, which mm-hmm. I think he seems to have a sense of humor about the whole situation. And also a first time candidate who had huge name recognition mm-hmm. um, and did 
you know, an amazing job with millions of dollars yeah. getting his name <laughs> out there across the state of Michigan. It's amazing what one grassroots campaign can do with millions <laughs> upon millions of dollars. With one donor. Millions and millions. <laughs> yeah, large dollar donors. They're, yeah. they're still irrelevant. But I think that really, you know, sh- speaks to the diversity mm-hmm. of the Democratic Party. We had grassroots campaigns. We had folks with a lot of legislative experience. We had you know, a business person, and I think it really speaks to, you know, we didn't just have, you know, lifelong politicians slash members of the current administration. Um, so I think that really speaks to um, all aspects of the party. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's great to see all of the candidates really coalescing around Gretchen Whitmer and supporting her and talking about how important it is for us to vote and knock doors and make phone calls. So was that all shade at the Republicans? Yes, that okay. was just, that was great. exclusively shade. Yes. Perfect. That's yes, what yes. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's a good turnout there. Uh, yeah, something else to talk about is there was like insanely high voter turnout for mm-hmm. the primary for the Democrats, um, which is a good sign. We've been talking about the blue wave. It seems to be happening. It happened in Michigan. It happened. <laughs> it happened <laughs> and that in Michigan. is all that I will say. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great to see all of the excitement. Um, I think it's important that we keep that momentum going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that honestly, like, yeah, primary elections, obviously, notoriously, like, have, we have trouble turning folks out to the primary elections, but the fact that so many people turned out, I think, um, makes me really optimistic, just because we also are going to have those ballot measures um, that people are going to come out and vote for, which I think is going to increase turnout even more, because people are obviously a little bit interested in marijuana, so they might come out, you know, give it a little vote. Um, and then I'm, I'm fix exclusive. the damn roads, <laughs> fix the damn roads. And also, um, yeah, voters, not politicians. So fixing the terrible gerrymandering that's happening in the state. So I think like the urgent Jerry, damn it, John, for doing that when I was in the middle of a sentence, she was on a roll. it was important. And now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, just like the urgency of like, you know, Michigan was lost by such a slim margin in 2016. Um, well, lost one by somebody, lost by another buddy. Um, but, you know, Trump won here by such a slim margin. I think that it's created urgency and people saying like, oh, we really do need to turn out in the primary elections. And so I think we'll continue to see that into the general, too. Yeah. And I think that seeing, you know, Gretchen and Abdul doing things together, mm-hmm. Abdul staying, you know, staying relevant, but also like fighting really hard for the party, for the general is like a really good sign for me because I feel like that's something that didn't really happen as much, especially in Michigan in 2016. Democrats didn't, like, come together, mm. to, you know, mm-hmm. for their ticket. So, yeah, I'm excited. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that's a hard thing, too, because the person who won the primary here in 2016 didn't end up being the candidate who was on our ballot right, in November. True. And so now Gretchen Whitmer will be, and with Abdul's support, I think that that helps combine everyone together. Mm-hmm. So. Agreed. Uh, and then we touched on it a little bit, but the uh, MDP convention happened this past weekend in East Lansing. Uh, and so they, uh, the party gave its sort of official endorsements of Dana Nessel for Attorney General, Jocelyn Benson for Secretary of State, and Supreme Court candidates Sam Bagenstoss and Megan Kavanaugh. And it was a great... Lauren, you were at the event. How was it? It was so great. There were so many people for an August convention. It was amazing. Um, labor had a really big turnout, a lot of union folks there. 
Um, we also nominated candidates for the State Board of Education, um, U of M Regents, Wayne State Board of Board of Governors. Governors, thank you, Amy. Um, and MSU trustees. Mm -hmm. I have to give a special shout out to my friend Kelly Tebay, who will be on a statewide ballot, which um, I was out there helping her um, get signatures that day. And there was so much energy, and it was so great to just see everyone. Um, There's a lot of interest in that race, obviously, with all of the stuff going on um, with sexual assault and John Engler being appointed as president. Um, all of the candidates seem very unified in the fact that he should not be president of the university anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was kind of the big race um of the day yeah i was there too and i will say that i saw her stump and it was extremely inspiring and uh, she really yeah she got the room like clapping louder than a lot of other folks who were running for some might say like bigger offices so i was very impressed by her and by people's excitement in this race specifically with obviously all the news that's been surrounding msu and what's been happening there so it was cool to see her and hear what everybody had to say and how every yeah everybody was united behind this message even mm -hmm. though um obviously they're all vying for the same seat but it's really cool mm -hmm. yeah. lauren how's glam caucus I, d I don't know what glam caucus John, is, I, didn't, I didn't make it to glam caucus oh. unfortunately um, but i didn't make it either so i can't talk but uh yeah. We'll have to check in with Amanda and give you an update, but I'm sure it was incredible. I saw lots of pictures. It looked super fun, and mm -hmm. like everybody was having a good time, and one of our coworkers fangirled with Gretchen Whitmer, and um, mm -hmm. she looked like she had the time of her life, so I was really happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Also, I just want to jump in here and say, so Supreme Court candidates, Sam Bagenstoss and um, Megan Kavanaugh, what a rough year to be a Kavanaugh and a Democrat running for the Supreme Court. <laughs> that is just a bummer, and I feel like she totally got slighted by him, so, and I would have a vendetta against him for the rest really. of my life. That's a really funny thing, because her father is very well known, mm -hmm. and so there was a lot of talk about the fact that she is, you know, obviously a very accomplished woman in her own right and a great candidate, um, but that her name ID mm. built in would be very helpful, and I hadn't put that together until just now. It's yeah. with a C, though. Yeah, it's with a C. It's the yeah. good Kavanaugh, not the bad <laughs> horrible Kavanaugh <laughs> just making that distinction yeah tough uh <laughs> tough, tough. no Another. pockets and a Kavanaugh oh. um, odd stacked against yeah. just still left one, and right though, you guys she's still one yeah another note I put in here just we had talked about this before um so it got real heated on the the Republican side for the governor's race um, mostly Before and after the primary. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Bill Schuette versus Brian Kelly was sort of the main uh, the main fight going on. Um, there was a lot of talk of uh, Bill Schuette possibly being under FBI investigation for um, some strange financial dealings that he was doing in the Cayman Islands when he was supposed to be in a blind trust on it and possibly people who are state employees under him, like helping him do stuff for that, do political things. Uh, and apparently I, s I saw in a news article that a, a, a grand jury has decided that they're not going to investigate or bring a case about that. Um, so that's interesting. I don't know if there, the evidence wasn't there or what? Well, I just kind of also wonder what happened when like selecting the grand jury. Yeah, it's, it's also like everyone's like, heard of him. Yeah, how do you <laughs> and also how do you select a grand jury to go after the attorney general of the state? Right. Like, 
It's really weird. I feel like the limits of our legal system are being tested by so many people um, <laughs> in this country, and it, yeah. and it feels like we need to kind of reevaluate because there are so many times when I feel like we've been like, well, can can like a person sitting in that office can they actually be like indicted or like taken to jail? And I feel like we shouldn't have to like wonder so much about that. I feel like when you create laws and you live in a democracy, everybody needs to be subjected to them. Period. And I think that. Um, in the decades to come, I'm hoping that we figure out ways to um, make sure that that happens. Because I feel like there's a lot of doubts in, in s- different states, in Michigan, and obviously in um, another place that's the capital of, you know, <laughs> other stuff. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so shout out to another podcast. Um, the Daily from the New York Times had a really great... Um, our in- peers. <laughs> <laughs> our peers. Michael Barbaro. They are on our level. Um, <laughs> we'll give it to him. Um, he favorited Illinois tweets once. So. Those, kid, those <laughs> kids are going somewhere. We're all the same. Um, they just have a bigger advertising budget. It's fine. Um, they had a really great interview with um, the gentleman who helped... One of the people who helped write the rules about the articles of impeachment. Um and it was a really interesting, like... It was so good. Yeah, I like, trying to think about all... He was like, kind of like, we're in the worst situation we could be. Like, we've covered all loopholes, and we're kind of in exactly the situation that we wrote these rules for. And so it is really hard, especially when you're trying to balance the three branches of government, checks and balances, that sort of thing, to try to get a good... Um, fair outcome both for the people and the people who are elected by us so highly recommend listening to that because it really feels like they spent a lot of sleepless nights trying to like draw up this agreement and a lot of states I don't think have put that much time and effort into it so they do really have abuses of power um yeah at the state level yeah and it seems like from that episode you just kind of got out of it that um you only learn how to deal with these situations through hindsight um so it's just kind of I think what we're going to experience in a lot of places because we're still a very young country. So we're learning. Yeah. We're in our angsty teenage phase right now. (laughs) We are. I guess I hadn't really thought of all the things that are going to have to be changed after Donald Trump is out of office. It's going to be a lot of paperwork. A couple, two, three things. (laughs) Nothing major. I am not even allowing myself to think about that future. (laughs) Yeah. There's going to be a couple of copy machines firing up. A lot of money to be made by Xerox. Mm. A lot of paperwork. That's what's important here. <laughs> yeah. um, Xerox, sponsor us. Or maybe a small, uh, you know, local owned paper company like Dunder Mifflin. But mm. come yeah. on, guys. Mm. Local. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. Local, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Going. Am I right? Oh, made yeah. up. <laughs> it's fine. Fake news. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's the primary and the MVP. Any. Uh, thoughts going forward for the general all lady ticket all lady yeah ticket. except for Gretchen's running wait yeah. that's okay oh who we also didn't know this time yeah three weeks ago right. yeah. Yeah, 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 Gilchrist, yeah um who I believe was one of the first candidates from uh sponsored by run for something or endorsed by them oh cool, um, very cool. yeah you worked with them for a little bit right what is run for something uh, it's encouraging, I believe, young people to, to run, run for something. something. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> so they provide support and materials and um, endorse candidates running for office around the country. Um, and he had a really good showing in, I think that was 2016, 
2017. Um, it seems like a really impressive candidate um, who doesn't Detroit have, activist. Yeah, who doesn't have a super strong uh, or super lengthy political background, um, which I think kind of helps to balance out Gretchen Whitmer's experience. And he's also worked for the University of Michigan, which I think is great. Um, so we've got a Spartan and a Wolverine on the ticket, which I think is really really important. brings everybody together. <laughs> Talk matters. about democratic unity, diversity going on here. So, right. Um, yeah, he seems really great, really personable, very tall. He, is very he does caring. seem very how tall, tall. How tall are we talking? He's probably like six. Are we talking four? James Comey tall? I heard six eight. Oh what? my goodness! Oh, he is James Comey tall. I don't know tall. how tall so, Gretchen is, but I did see a picture of them together. She, was... yeah, there have been some jokes about how um, our ticket is taller than the Republican ticket, so I don't think she's short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah. So anyway, that would be great though if she was like really short. So the strategists on our team were like, "We got to make up this height. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna think it's weird. <laughs> we need someone super tall to balance this out." Yeah, generally strategists don't recommend putting you next to a very tall person when you're short but um <laughs> you know like if she found a child as her running mate that mm. would probably be what they'd recommend she right so stand on top of all the legislation she's written all the years <laughs> boom i'm full of them today you are lauren do you remember who bill shooty's running mate is lisa posthumous lions mm-hmm. i believe yes hmm. so uh don't know anything about it. It's all happening. Yeah. Former, I believe, Kent County clerk uh, got wrapped up in a political scandal a couple of years ago where a state legislator, like, got someone to fake run against him, and she kind of just said, like, hey, guys, let's just leave it alone. Um, So she has some – she also has a lengthy uh, career and uh, a lot of baggage. I think he should have picked Cindy Gamrat. (laughs) <laughs> well, she's not. Bring them back into the fold. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there was in his like announcement of her as his running mate, he said she has a beautiful faith, mm-hmm. and everyone thought that he said that she has a beautiful face. Sure sounded. And it was it was it was weird. Sure Which sounded like weirder? face. <laughs> They're both um, weird. Based on the look on her face, it seems like that's also what she thought he said. So mm. um, not a seamless rollout. Um, yeah. I just wanted to tell that story. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, next time we should do a little check-in. Um, I haven't had a ton of time to look at the Republican candidates who they also nominated at their mm-hmm. convention mm-hmm. this week, but we should do a little check-in on yeah. all of them. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the the polling right now, at least for Gretchen's race, seems like she's pretty far in the lead. I don't like to talk about things there prematurely. Were, I think there were. I mean, there were more people voted that voted for her in the primary than voted for Shooty. Right. right. So it's and good. And the Republican Party in general is fighting a lot of apathy and disgust right now. So. Yeah, and um, Brian Kelly hasn't given an entirely ringing endorsement of Bill Schuette. Um mm-hmm. So they're not coming together the way the Democrats have. And uh, Governor Snyder didn't show up to the Republican convention this weekend, which is not mm. That's weird. great. Well, I wish Brian <laughs> Kelly the best of luck um, with his endeavors. Seems like he's probably not going to get a spot in the new administration. <laughs> probably, so. probably not. Probably he's, not. He's just going to have to manage some hedge fund. <laughs> like a total bum. Um, yeah. Good to be back talking about this stuff. Let's, uh, it's going to feel even better getting back into some trivia. The real meat <laughs> of this podcast. Why you're all here. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's 
get into it. Amy did the trivia today. I did. I volunteered. She did. So this week for trivia, we have another rousing game of Michigan Man versus Florida Man. All right. I've never got mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. John, this is exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's just get right into it. Number one, blank man flees police in a canoe during marijuana raid. Mm. Blank man flees police in a canoe during marijuana raid. Marijuana raid. Mm-hmm. Do they do know. marijuana raids in Michigan? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they do. Um, yeah. I'm Believe gonna, me, Lauren. You I'm, know. <laughs> yes. Say, yes, well, they do. There were a lot so of, um, with the medicinal dispensaries in Ann Arbor. There were a lot of. Um, Right. investigations and raids and stuff a few years ago. I'm going to say Michigan. We got a lot of canoes. Our government <laughs> doesn't really have the laws figured out yet. So I'm going to say Michigan. I'm going to say Florida because I feel like, I don't know, I have a couple of reasons, but I feel like Florida. I think Florida because I think people live closer to the water there. Mm. Like we may be talking about a bayou person here. And so Michigan people live on rivers and in lakes you can but, canoe on both of those things. I know. Oh, but escaping. I, escaping, mm. like, so we're talking about, like, a guy who's thinking, what is my fastest escape route? I think it's more likely that this is somebody in, like, a stilt house or something um, quickly going into a canoe because maybe that was his only mode of transportation. And that seems like a Florida thing. So I'm going to say Florida. All right. It is Michigan. Oh. <laughs> yes. But I love, John, Sad. that you said that right before I get to explain this, because he paddled out into a, the middle of a pond located at, in his property. Oh, So I that's think his, awesome. his, his thinking was just like, I can wait them out. Like, they won't follow me here. They're not zombies. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just go into water. I don't know. And, I don't know. They're not uh, <laughs> the, the, the horseback people from the Lord of the Rings. They'll follow yeah. you under the water. So the article says, police in western Michigan went on an unusual chase after raiding a large-scale marijuana operation in Elmer Township. Personnel from the Stanilac Drug Task Force followed up on tips that marijuana plants were being grown in the area amongst crops, violating Michigan's medical marijuana laws. Narcs. (laughs) (laughs) When police arrived before noon, they found a 60-year-old Henrik J. Westers fleeing the grove site Westers took to a canoe and paddled out into the middle of a pond located at the property in an attempt to evade police. Eventually, Westers returned to shore to respond to the police question. And he would have gotten away with it, too. <laughs> if it weren't for those meddling police. That was a good one. Thank you. Really I, got, I got three more. Great. All right. Number two. Blank man pees in deli section. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> Deli section of local grocery store, police say. Um, you guys heard me the first time. That could be anywhere. <laughs> that could definitely happen at the South Lansing Meyer. <laughs> My Meyer. <laughs> For non-Michigan people out there, Meyer's a grocery chain that uh, everybody goes to. Founded in Greenville, Michigan. Like eight miles from my from my uh, hometown. Wow. So yeah. Hashtag not my Meyer. <laughs> I'm gonna say Florida. I think it's Michigan. I heard this story, so I'm gonna say Michigan. It's Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Florida for everything. <laughs> Please tell me it was the South Lansing Meyer. It was not. Uh. <laughs> 
so the article starts out, a Michigan man allegedly chose an unusual place to relieve himself on Sunday night. The 69-year-old Swartz Creek man, who has not yet been named, fair. The people deserve to know. <laughs> allegedly peed in the deli section of a local Kroger grocery store. Kroger, too. Mm-hmm. A customer in the store who witnessed the incident alerted a grocery store employee who allegedly snapped a picture of the suspect. The man was arrested shortly after, according to the news station. The grocery store, they've made a point to say the grocery store has since thrown out any affected items and thoroughly cleansed the area. And Good the defense. suspect who, re- who reportedly told authorities he had a prostate problem is facing indecent exposure and destruction of property charges. Mm, there are bathrooms in every grocery That's store. What I'm yeah, saying. in Kroger. <laughs> Kroger's not like some backwoods grocery store. They have nice bathrooms there. Uh, deli meat is gross enough as it is. That's true. No one needs this. I just want to know like what the thought process was and I don't think that there was one. I'm guessing uh alcohol was probably involved (laughs) thought process you know know what i like about these stories is the thought that like there's this you know veteran journalist reporter who's like coming in on a monday morning he says hi to everybody on the way in gets his cup of coffee it sits down at his desk and starts you know checking his emails seeing what to write about and then he finds out he has to write this story and And he's like yes i just think that that's great (laughs) He probably just got done writing about some political scandal, and then he's like, "Gotta write about this person peeing it's in a Delhi Aisle." Michigan man peeing in Delhi Aisle. You know, uh, it takes all kinds. Another great story. <laughs> all right, number three: blank man attempts to rob Krispy Kreme, demands money and donuts. Cops say. Mm. So he's got his priorities straight. This guy mm-hmm. sounds like a real straight shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows what he wants. say hmm this could go either way I'm gonna guess Florida what kind of donuts drop was it Krispy Kreme Krispy Kreme I feel like if it was in Michigan it would have been a Duncan right or is Krispy Kreme a Michigan thing I think we have that we here. have them too hmm quality dairy is my donut shop of choice but true. we have those should be true yeah. um yeah I'll say Florida I'll say Florida. I'm not breaking my Florida streak. Mm. It's Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. A that could have gone either way. There were no <laughs> hints really in that. <laughs> a Tallahassee, Florida man demanded more than just cash when he allegedly attempted to rob a Krispy Kreme in Gainesville on Friday. According to police, he also asked for some donuts. The suspected robber allegedly tried to ro- rob the donut shop around 1.20 a.m. on Friday, demanding 10s, 20s, and some donuts. <laughs> According to the Gainesville Police Department, Wright admitted to asking for the money and wanted the donut off the secret menu. <laughs> Which, donuts off the secret menu, they're already made. <laughs> donuts are already made. So that's mm. the thing, though, right? Like, if you just want money, you rob a bank. Mm-hmm. Mm. But if you want to know the secrets behind Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah. Give me your secrets. <laughs> Krispy Kreme. Also, if you were asking for something off menu, that would really lengthen the time of I'm your just, robbery. Yeah, they'd have to make it special for you. <laughs> <laughs> also, it doesn't exist. I got all the time in the world. Get back there <laughs> and make me something special. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. Yeah, weirdo. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. But, 
Yeah. I've had those moments where I'm like, I need a donut. And you can't always control when it's coming. And sometimes it just <laughs> happens to be when you're robbing a bank. Right in the middle of a robbery. <laughs> oh, and now I, I want to <laughs> how many How many donut shops would you say you've robbed? Um... That's for another podcast, our true crime podcast. Are we wondering why Mariel moved here from a different state? Uh, what are you, a cop? Are you an outsider? What are you, a cop? What are you, a narc? <laughs> I'm sick of this. Uh, All right, we ready for number four? We yeah. are. All right, the final one. Drunk blank man who bought live alligator on beer run, brought live alligator on beer run, says he doesn't recall it. This could be a trick question, because the alligator would obviously imply Florida, but... The best defense. People have, like, <laughs> we've done stories of people with, like, cobras and shit in Michigan, so. Monkeys. Yeah, but in Florida, I think involving a gator might, like, get you off for a crime. Could. You They're know, I think that's species. probably, like, built into the legal system. Are they a protected species? Maybe there? he was trying to buy the beer for the gator, because the gator couldn't. The gator was on a leash. The gator wasn't of age. <laughs> it was Leave perfectly alone. safe. <laughs> it's perfectly safe. Yeah, I'm going to say Florida. Yeah. I Florida. Guess, I got to say no. Florida. It's Florida. <laughs> Could have been a trick question. So this is like a more complicated story than I initially thought. So a man who walked into a convenience store with a live alligator tucked under his arm <laughs> with the whole fiasco recorded was arrested in Jacksonville, Florida last week. Uh, Robert Barr, who's also, I don't need to read his other name. <laughs> I don't, I'm confused already. And Kevin Keene were charged with illegal possession of an alligator, illegal exhibition of dangerous wildlife, and cruelty to animals. It was two people? So it's two people. And then, so there's two people. There's a 28-year-old and a 23-year-old. Bar later told the news station, this store sells some good liquor, and I drank a lot of it that night. <laughs> <laughs> That's his quote. Well, he's an honest man. We can uh, give him that. He also said he had no clue how he and the alligator got matched up, insisting that... <laughs> Oh, wow. Insisting that when he pulled up to the store, the reptile just happened to be in the back of his truck. Could have been anybody. Uh, so state. <laughs> I, I didn't take that alligator. So here's where it gets even more crazy. State Conservation Commission officials are now looking for another unidentified man who's also featured in the video who can be seen stepping on the animal and then holding it up and yelling, Florida State, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then they say Florida State University is the rival university of University of Florida, whose mascot is a gator. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Oh, that's mean, though. Yeah, that's. I think that's why that's conservation officials cruelty. are like chasing him. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing: if you're going to bring a gator to a store, treat it with respect. That yeah. is a dangerous animal. Have some fucking class. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Don't bring your monkeys to Home Depot. God, I don't bring your alligators to the liquor store. Shouldn't have to say this. Shouldn't have to say this every week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks. And that's it. Those are great, Amy. Those are good. Good finds. Good. Good finds. It's easy when you have three weeks of content to look back (laughs) on. That's true. Um, All right. Well, uh, this week, uh, not doing the usual like third segment, you know news midwest news thing so we just have two silver linings actually i think everybody could use as many silver linings as possible right now and it's true yep a lot of uninteresting things happen in uh, in our home state of michigan right now so the first one that i brought up uh so the title of the article is this new michigan political action committee would make juvenile proud they're referring to the rapper juvenile 
Uh, so it says a political action committee with a name resembling the censored version of everyone's favorite juvenile song was registered last week in the state of Michigan. Not surprisingly, it is based in Detroit. Uh, so the name of the pack is Pack That Thing Up, or PTTU, <laughs> as it's also known. Love it. And it's the Independent Political Action Committee of Jeremy Orr, a Detroit native and lawyer with the social justice law firm Pearson McNichols. Orr said that he's also a community organizer and often serves as legal counsel for political candidates. Um, you go, sir. Gold star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were really enjoying this uh, at the office lately. Uh, this came out maybe a week ago. This article's, you know, maybe a week or two old. But, uh, yeah, he said, uh, or the article went on to say, but while Pack That Thing Up stands out for its name, it also stands out for its mission. Because unlike many other PACs, it was not created to pour corporate money into politics to garner greater profits. Um, in a text message, Orr said that PTTU will raise funds to directly support electoral candidates who are truly committed to the values of social justice, racial justice, economic justice, human rights, and civil rights for all. Um, it's, it's a great cause. It's, a, it's I, amazing. Yeah. I think this is great. Most PACs have, like, there's, a, there's like four words, like freedom, truth, America. You're in Michigan, Michigan, mm-hmm. Great Lakes. Just there's like juvenile. <laughs> there's like certain words that everyone has in their pack name, and this really this really stands out. It's it has creative. thang in it. <laughs> thang is in this pack name. Yeah. My my only issue with right. it is that they shorten it to PTTU. Like, why would you do that? You never, never need to shorten it. Never <laughs> pack that thing it's up all the time. It's the same never amount of syllables. That. It's four <laughs> syllables, no matter what you do. Um, I like that the first part of the article says that. Uh, it was just, it resembles the censored version of everyone's favorite juvenile song, heavily implying that people know more than one juvenile <laughs> song, which yeah. I don't believe most people do. More, po- I mean, more power to juvenile. No, it's like an incredible restaurant where you get the same thing every time, right? Like yeah. you're gonna put on juvenile, you're gonna put on back that thing up. You're not gonna put on. That's a great way to refer one. to one hit wonders. I've never heard of that before. Thank you. You know, but I just want to give them credit. That the rest of their stuff is also incredible. Yeah. Which it might be. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, As true. someone who that's gets true. the same thing every time he goes to restaurants, I can really identify with that. Me too. That's me totally. Um, yeah. So the the last piece of this article said, or who is thirty two says he plans to focus on supporting millennial candidates, uh, members of a hip-hop generation who are stepping up boldly and looking to be accountable to the people who elected them, or intends to focus on city and county-level races where 500 to to $1,000 can really make a huge difference. And more power to him. I love that. Yeah, it's a nice little story. Uh, much more wholesome than you would think it would be when you first hear about it. So, yeah. Good for Orr. Uh, second article that we have here, uh, another great one that Amy had sent over to me. Uh, Michigan man starts Amish Uber horse and buggy service. Um, so I found this while I was researching Michigan man things and then thought, <laughs> that's too pure for this segment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Amy, do you want to, uh, do you want to describe this one? Do you send I do not. Me? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so the article says, although Uber doesn't service the rural Southwest Michigan village of Colon, Colin, colon. We've talked uh, about this before, and we didn't look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Amish, go with colon. Amish resident Timmy Hockstedler found a workaround. According to a report from WWMT-TV, Hockstedler launched his own Amish Uber business, transporting people around the village in his horse and buggy for a $5 fare. His ride has a lot more character than a car. Uh, he said he loves people. Uh, he's a Morgan 
or no, he was talking about his horse. So he said, this horse <laughs> is a Morgan. A Morgan is a people's horse. They love to give you a kiss or whatever. Uh, <laughs> or whatever. This is, this is very what? this is very hip lingo from an Amish not, boy. Not what I'm looking for in my Uber, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I want no talking, no horse kisses. Yeah. Shouldn't have to say it twice. Yeah, so... Uh, Shouldn't have to say it every week. <laughs> Uh, so there's no app for Hockstedler's service. You'll have to flag him down the old-fashioned way if you ever find yourself in colon and are in need of a ride. So I would just like to point out that if you have to flag him down so and there's no app, a cab. it's an Amish taxi, not an <laughs> Amish not Uber. An Uber. Yeah. Also, how do you... Well, he had a sign on the side of it, I think, right. in the picture. Because oh. I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. he must have done something to it. Because, like, you're just going to wave it at down the, They're all just going to be like, wow, these people are yeah. really nice all of a sudden. Yeah. Everyone's waving at me. Um, that's very interesting. Especially that, like, you know. Well, it's not. It, it, go, it definitely says that uh, he is not officially affiliated with Uber. Um, he doesn't have, you know, a phone with apps on it. But it's interesting yeah. that they are aware of that concept and um well i like that he making was this like, joke about it he was like you know what uber doesn't come here to this town so i'm gonna do something about it and he got his horse <laughs> yeah. well, he picked he himself up by his bootstraps literally <laughs> excuse me not a horse he's a morgan he's a morgan horse he's a direct quote horse. Yeah, he's a <laughs> morgan. yeah he will kiss you or whatever <laughs> don't like that this amish boy been to some traditional religious communities in Ohio and I've definitely seen folks like meeting up at gas stations for rides into like larger cities and stuff so I think it's kind of a nice like thing that a lot of people are doing um, already so I'm glad that he found a way to monetize that to help mm-hmm. you know line his pockets another great nice. place to meet people at gas stations Fowlerville that's where all the local youths <laughs> tend to meet up on Friday nights yes. to buy liquor. When they're and, not uh, getting swine flu at the local call. fair. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's where they buy their liquor and roll coal. It's, <laughs> where, it's what they do in the Fowlerville gas station. Um, if you guys have any Fowlerville gas station stories, yes. tweet them at I us. I hope we get lots of complaints from the good people of Fowlerville. There's they have no a good, really great no good uh, Taco Bell Pizza Hut combined shop next to an A&W. So great fast food joint. Yeah, so a, th- a thriving uh, food scene. <laughs> yes, sure, um, sure do. Yeah, but good for, good for this kid. Did you see how old he was? Because you keep calling him an Amish boy, but that's what if true. he's he like could 50 be a, years old? That's yeah. true, he could be a man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to check and see. Um, I went to Lancaster, Pennsylvania on the way to like this family vacation thing when I was younger, and that's the Amish capital of the world. Mm-hmm. So I learned all about their, um, how they live and all of that. Did and they have Uber? Um, no, not well at the time. There wasn't Uber even for mm. not Amish people. Did you <laughs> get any baked goods, sugar cookies, cinnamon rolls? Probably. Love uh, a good. How Amish do you baked not good. remember? <laughs> I was like twelve. Um, but what I was saying is that uh, uh, you can tell if it's someone is usually like an adult or not because the men can't grow beards until after they're married, and then they grow their beards out. Mm-hmm. Before that, they have to keep it shaved. Interesting. Yeah, really interesting. I was also reading in Amish country in Ohio at a hotel Mm -hmm. there about um, kind of the tie-in of that with the military, that men had to be clean-shaven, I think, Mm -hmm. and so they uh, grew beards as part of that. Lauren, tell me more about your time in Ohio at hotels. My family really likes (laughs) going to, uh, 
I can't remember where it is in Ohio, but they've got a really great hotel. Uh, nice sugar cookies. We'll go sometime. We should go. Definitely. They got nice yes. horses. They got Morgans. Okay. Yeah. They're people's horses. You vacation in Ohio? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a stare down. Tell us happened. more. Lauren, you vacation in Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> My favorite place in the world. Your favorite place. Damn it, Jerry. Muncie, Indiana. Um, great. Uh, wow, great, great episode back. I feel just lots of love on this episode. That's what we said Feels last good time, again. too. <laughs> yeah, great we'll see you in about back. six months. We, yeah, so to our listeners out there, we are in the thick of it. Uh, Thanks for staying with the us. The elections right now, and things are changing all the time. So We're working a lot. We have a lot of people doing that are scheduled for different things. We got people at video shoots. We got people at meetings across the state, and uh, can't always guarantee that we're going to be able to get in here at the same time every week. All I'm going to say is that if we got a sponsor or two, then this would become more of a priority. Right? (laughs) Anyone out there? We'll get sponsored by anybody. Grizzly Dipping (laughs) Tobacco. We'll take your sponsorship. That Krispy Kreme, the Krispy Nut House, Krispy Krispy anybody, <laughs> please help. Horrocks. But we're doing fine. But Amish Uber. Okay. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Mm. You can send us $5 in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we will keep trying to do as many episodes as we can. It's going to be a little sporadic up until November, beginning of November, the, the general election, but hopefully we... We keep it together. We should try to keep our, keep people updated on our social media. Yeah. Um, next. Also, next week we will most likely have a very spe- <laughs> so many a loose very, commitments. A very, Never gonna happen. a very special guest, uh, a good friend of ours who is a very experienced political person and a very funny person in general. And we've let you down so many times before. I can't give you a hundred percent guarantee, <laughs> but I really hope that we end up doing it. Um, and it'll and be really great if we do. If they're not available, it'll be this again. Yeah, it'll which just isn't be that us. bad. One of us will do a weird voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Thanks. What? Thank well, you. Well, our episodes could get because uh, softball is on Mondays in the fall. And wow. so you guys just come to our softball day. games and talk to us. Maybe we got we'll softball. We got trivia. We got a different <laughs> day to record. No. We should maybe so. we'll have these conversations. <laughs> we'll do scheduling scheduling talk for the rest of the episode. Mariel. Mariel. Yeah. Promote us. Hi. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, if anybody's out there, um, you are listening because you're hearing my voice right now. Um, if you're not subscribed yet, what the heck are you doing? You can find our podcast. You can subscribe. You can rate. And you can listen and stream. Blah, blah. Um, on <laughs> stream. It's been a while. On iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, basically anywhere you find your podcast. Um, you can also find us um, on Twitter at Midwest Nice Cast. You can also find us on Instagram at Midwest Nice Podcast. Or if you really want to, you can find us at our website, which is Midwest-Nice.Pinecast.co. That was great, you guys. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. One last shout out. Uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, me and Amy are both involved at the same nonprofit, along with some other people at our work and some other great people in our community. Uh, it's a uh, music nonprofit, so we throw open mics and jams where we provide all the instruments, and it's a big jam open mic party for bands, all genres, all skill levels, all ages, everything like that. Our first event is coming up this Friday. It's at Reach Studio Arts Center, which is a great uh, place that provides art education for kids. Uh, that's right down the street from us in Rio Town and Lansing, and we're going to be throwing our event. It's this Friday from 6 to 10. 
Get your tickets online now. They're donation-based. You choose the price. You can pay a dollar. You can pay whatever you want. Uh, but be there. Support us. It's going to be a great time. I guarantee it. And that's it. Anything else? Anything else we want to plug really quick? Anybody yeah. starting their own shoe business or uh, <laughs> haircuts? <laughs> shoe business. <laughs> we got it. We got Anybody a cobbler? Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm starting the outro music. We're getting out of here. Bye. Goodbye, Bye, everybody. Guys.